Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Hello, hello, hello. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in. Welcome to a brand new day with Stephanie J. And I hope and I pray that all is well with you on this day. The day that the Lord had made. And I hope that you are rejoicing and that you are glad about it as I am. I'm not playing any music. I'm not coming on with my theme song. I'm not even really coming on to do a podcast episode per se. I just want to have a little talk. I have some things stirring and burning on the inside of me and I was in the middle of doing something actually um, had my son set up the projector for me and then I said you know what no I, I have to do this because it's just been stirring in me for the past two days so I'm just gonna talk for just a little bit um I guess I say update to the last episode I was talking about a lot of changes and some things going on. I talked um, a few episodes ago about how the Lord brought me through a technically a five more than five year battle with the property managers. And for the last three, I've been dealing with a lot when it came to my home with um repairs and molds and things that were ignored and then I talked a little bit about the new management team coming in and as one of the gentlemen you know he jokingly remarked he said you know just think of us as the a-team you know we're going to come in here and we're going to get it done just give us a chance well I'm happy to report on tonight that they are definitely true to their word. And I did, I let the manager know in an email and I told him today, y'all are definitely doing it. Y'all are definitely earning the name of a team. And I told him, I laughed. I said, um, I'm dating myself because I did used to watch the a team and I used to watch the reruns and things like that. But they have come in here. I told her, you're a thousand points ahead of the last manager. And they've done just as much as the previous manager. And they, you know, before the last one, um, they've only been here for about a month, a little over a month. And I just met them a few days ago and they came in, they saw what needed to be done. And to my surprise, the very next day they were in here taking care of stuff that's been lingering for years. Talk about victory. I am so relieved and I wasn't home and I didn't get a notice um, you know, that they were coming in to do some things. So when I, I came in late yesterday afternoon and I noticed as soon as I walked in the door, some things were moved out the way. There was a hole up in my living room ceiling and um, I had, you know, new fixtures in the bathroom, new towel rack. Uh, my medicine cabinet and the mirror has been replaced. Uh, there's caulking all around the bathroom, you know, the tub and around the edges and around the floor. And I'm just walking around. And so about. 10, 15 minutes after I got in, maintenance came back. This is one of our, you know, workers. And 
he was like, oh, yeah, I was in here working and he was showing me everything that had been taking place. And then, you know, he let me know, OK, a plumber's coming out tomorrow and, you know, you got drywallers and painters. They're coming in and they're going to take the molded wall out of your utility closet in the front and all of this. So I stayed home this morning and two gentlemen showed up after nine o'clock. And they got right to work with the utility closet and the, the molded wall. And then they stopped. They called the office and said, you know, the plumber hasn't been out yet. And they noticed that there was a leak. So they were like, well, we're going to stop until the plumber comes in. So one of the management came in, let me know what was going on. And he says, so I'll notify you. You know, he said, do you do you mind the ceiling staying open? I said, if it's going to be a short time, I said, now if it's going to turn into several months, like it did when they had it open before, I said, I, I can't tolerate that again. And he said, okay, if, if the, if the plumber's not going to be here within a day or two today or tomorrow, he said, then we'll send them back in and they'll close it up and, you know, we'll keep you updated. So I left out, I had to, you know, get to my bank and do some things. So I just waited to hear and I didn't hear anything. So I left and about one, one, yeah, I was out somewhere. I was taking care of something. And while I'm on the phone with someone, I get an email coming through saying, uh, the plumber's running a little late, but he will be there today. So that gave me time to get back on my end, get home before the plumber got here. Once I got in, it just seemed like I just kept getting knocks on the door. The drywaller, I'm expecting a plumber, and the drywaller comes back, and he's like, I came in to seal up the hole. So I said, well, okay, maybe the plumber's not coming back in. So didn't think too much about it. Little while later, the plumber knocks on the door. So he's looking around. He's asking me questions. Maintenance is not here. And I'm like, I can only tell you what they told me. He gets the number from me to maintenance. He calls him. Drywallers going in and out. The plumbers coming in and out. The plumbers going in the front and all, you know out the patio door. I'm like, Lord, this is just wow. But it's it's great because you know the work is finally being done. And I just kept hearing my door opening and closing and opening and closing. And I went downstairs and a plumber has my door like wide open. I said, oh, please don't don't leave my door open. I told him, I said, you know, a gecko just got in here like last week. He's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry or whatever. So he's finishing. And then um, the drywall guy left. He put the ceiling back up, you know, plug that up. And then... Uh, the plumber leaves out. Then the maintenance comes back and he tells me uh, he's going to have to run and get some parts. He's going to stay and finish it. Now, it's already about five o'clock at this point. He's like, he's going to go ahead and finish it. But he, you know, had to get a few things. He said, OK, so he'll probably be back about maybe about 40 minutes or so. Plumber came back in. He said, I'm going to have to shut your water down when I come back. Probably going to be about a good three. He said, maybe four hours. I said, OK. Fine. I said, just, you know, go ahead and do what you need to do. 
he left out. I said, okay, this is a good time for me to, you know, shower and wash my hair and everything. I filled up a few jugs, you know, those old school survival skills. I told him, I said, we have plenty of bottled water, had my Brita filter down there. So we'll be good. And I filled up some of the water bottles that I brought out of my car in a, you know, a gallon jug, put it upstairs in case we needed water. So that was fine. He came back in uh, just about shortly after I finished and he came in, he did what he had to do. He ended up leaving around seven o'clock. So that was fine. So I'm upstairs in my room pretty much. And I'm, you know, I went down a few times, turned the high power fan on for him since he was in a closet, offered him water, came back upstairs and I'm just reading, I'm reading, I'm reading. I started to read a book and I put it down. I wasn't really interested. So I picked up a book uh, called Journey to the Well by Bishop Vashti McKenzie. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting her several years ago at a conference in D.C. Same conference that I talked about where I met Byron Cage and Ernest Pugh. Took a picture with Ernest there and actually took a picture with uh, Bishop McKenzie. I took one of her sessions that she was teaching on Happy Feet. And this was around the time when, you know, Happy Feet was out and it was a big phenomenon and all the pastors were teaching and preaching about it. And it was just all over the place. So I took her session and then afterwards, you know, a few people were going up to her, greeting her and asking her, you know, to take pictures and things. And then somebody that I was with at the time touched my arm and said, come on, let's, you know, go, let's go take a picture with her. So we walked over to her and she was in the middle of speaking to somebody. She said, my goodness, y'all are some, some, some camera happy folks around here. So, you know, we ended up taking a picture and, you know, talking to her. And so, you know, I saw her book and I just thought, oh, let me, you know, let me read it. I really did enjoy her teaching. And so I sat here and I was kind of just reading this story about the woman in the well and all that she had to say relating her personal experiences. And then at one point, I just kind of closed the book and I was just I was sitting at my desk while he was still working. And I was just sitting here in the peace, in the quiet, in the stillness. And I was thinking about just all of the things that have been going on, all of the different things that have been, you know, taking place in my life, looking at, reflecting on this season, the activity, uh, excuse me, the activity, the energy in the air. It is so busy. I mean, today and yesterday and the previous day and it's like I've been getting out I've been staying up late it's been a reason for uh several nights but um last night I actually I just was watching some um documentaries I'll talk about that in a minute um I've been leaving out early in the morning I've been you know bike riding and you know getting workouts in out at the outdoor gym and come back home and I, you know, get myself dressed and I have to go out and I'm taking care of stuff and there's all kind of stuff going on. And I already knew what to expect because one thing that I know about the enemy, and I'm talking about the real, the enemy, the devil, 
he always, always, always tries another angle when he's not successful. I'm going to let that marinate for a minute. Because some people think that he doesn't exist or he's not real. Or many people have bought into these uh, images that Hollywood has sold us through all of these, you know, movies and stuff through the years. He never, ever gives up. He never stops coming. And so, of course, I was boasting in the Lord of the victory that I've recently won. And I'm giving God praise and I'm thankful for, you know, things being taken care of. I'm thankful that I can close that chapter. And there were already so many open doors. I talked about the meeting with the mayor at a podcast and um, she actually she heard it on uh, Sunday. She listened to the podcast and she called me. On Sunday afternoon before she was about to go to um, a, a cookout and we ended up talking for like over an hour and she was just saying that she was pleased with so far the way it was coming out and she was like oh it's like you're telling a story and she said I was listening to like well okay that is me that's and we, we were just having a conversation and dialoguing about you know, some different things in our lives, different things that we're going through, different things, you know, that we've experienced um, in our marriages as wives and things like that. And so I was just really grateful to God for even bringing her in my life at this time. Not even just the fact that she is a mare, you know, that's, I guess, an added bonus. But the more I talk to her, uh, we've been in each other's presence three times now, and we've spoken on the phone twice, and we've done some texting. And so, as I'm getting to know her in this season in my life, she comes along at a much-needed time. And she was saying the same about me. And she was like, and my son, she was like, your son is really amazing. And, you know, she's like, when is his birthday? And, you know, we're going to have to get together. We're going to have to do something for him. And, you know, it's like God brought me a friend in this season. And we're even talking and seeing how our lives are parallel and intertwined in some areas. And so... I'm grateful for that. So, yeah, hearing all of that and seeing that, oh, the devil's not happy. He's upset and he'll come any way that he possibly can. And so I, I know, as the Apostle Paul said, to be alert, to be my Bible, the King James Version says, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary still roams about as a roaring lion. Check that word, as a roaring lion, meaning he's pretending, but we know that there is a real lion in the description in the Bible. He's the lion of Judah that breaks every chain. So the enemy is a counterfeiter. He mimics and he tries to uh, counterfeit and mock everything. And I don't have time to get into all that because I'm not doing a long uh session tonight. I'm really not. And it's hot in the studio closet. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, one of the things I'm so grateful that when I finally understood why the Lord always had me studying 
uh, spiritual warfare. I always gravitated, you know, my young adulthood in my 20s, my 30s, 40s. My studies was always centered around Ephesians 6, chapter 6, 10 through 18. I would always grab warfare books and things like that. And, you know, one of my pastors, I grew up under him. He was saying one day, he said, you need to stop just studying that stuff all the time. And, you know, you keep studying on the enemy. He's going to keep coming. That's why you keep going through battles. And this, and so he was like, you know, get back to faith. You grew up learning about faith. I taught about faith and you, you learned out of all your family, everybody around you, you're the one who learned how to walk by faith. And, you, and then when I talked to the Lord brought, um, an evangelist down in Florida across my path, Frank Marzullo. I had about four of his books, uh, booklets. I gave one or two to my husband, and I think I probably have about two here. But he used to be a police officer, I believe, in Detroit or some Chicago, Chicago, like really rough uh, terrain that he was over. And, you know, when he got saved, he saw the spiritual warfare really begin to rise all around him. You know, the Lord opened his eyes and I was listening to him one day and he said, you know, I read the book of Matthew so much that I almost didn't realize that there were any other books of the Bible. And the Lord gave him a healing and a deliverance ministry. So I had the pleasure of speaking with him um, one day on the phone. This was a few years back and I was sharing with him something that I was dealing with you know, in my marriage at the time. And he was telling me, you know, I have books on, you know, a few topics. He was like, but I really would like to send you um, some of my booklets. And he sent them out. Uh, I sent him a donation for the books that he sent me or whatever. And I was sitting there reading them and he deals with um, how Satan comes in four ways the enemy gets in. And then he, he has one on dealing with the spirit of rejection, which a lot of people are dealing with that spirit. And unfortunately don't even realize it. Some people do not even realize the battles that they're in. And that is really sad. But one of the things that he told me during that conversation, when I mentioned to him about what my pastor said, he said, no, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I, I believe that your pastor is well-meaning. He said, but he's very wrong. He said, your uh, passion and, you know, everything that you put towards studying the word, first of all, God recognizes it. He said, but that is a gift in you. You have a gift for that. Spiritual warfare is a gift. He said, and you're studying on the enemy so that you can. And at the time I was teaching on it a lot. I, I, I did several uh, sermons on it. And then I would exhort on the prayer line and a few of those messages were on spiritual warfare, you know, recognizing the enemy, knowing how he operates and stuff. And he was like, that's a tool uh, for deliverance and, and to help people get delivered. He said, who goes to war and does not uh, learn or try to understand the enemy that they're going against? He said, so no, he said, faith, all that is, is well, that's good. He said, but continue to prayerfully study on these things so God can use it. And Lord, he was so right because it seemed like from that time, things just escalated so much in my life. And I was learning new things. I thought I understood, but I was learning new things through the years and my hand up. 
It was what I needed at the time. And this is the way that God was training me so that I know what I'm dealing with. I was telling the mayor um, Sunday how the Lord uh, gave me the gift of discerning of spirits in a public service at an African uh, ministry that I was a part of for about eight, nine months, some years back. And I don't have time to go into it. I talked about it. Uh, I think under my prophecies and promises, I think I did some on reset today, but he literally like I was burning from the inside out. I told her, I said it was like Jeremiah said fire shut up in my bones and I did not know what was going on with me. I was sitting around my girl, my childhood friend Carmel was sitting there next to me. She came to visit from Delaware. She wanted to go check out the ministry and the spirit of the Lord fell and people were beginning to speak in tongues and people were crying and praising. And I was just sitting there like a spectator. And next thing I know, Carmel slid out the chair and she's praying in tongues. And all of a sudden I just start burning all over. And this, there was an African, he was French and he was African and he, he just stopped and he said, somebody and the, the place was packed. And he was like, somebody in here, the spirit of the Lord is operating the gift of discerning of spirits. He was like, and you know, it's you because you're burning. And I was like, oh, my Lord, it's me. But I was too shy to kind of stand up in front of all those people like, it's me. I'm burning over here. I'm burning because it was winter time. And I was just sitting there like, oh, I need to get up and walk outside. It's I'm burning up. Right. And anyway, he ended up calling me out and he was like, it's you. He was like, you right here. Come here. Come here. And so when I got up, I was kind of like had my arms wrapped around me. He was like, the first thing he said to me is you are a warrior. You don't understand why God has allowed you. So he he prophesied and he spoke. He was like, God has called you to be on the front lines. And yes, the enemy is trying to take you out. I get that word all over the place from people. Everywhere I go, I receive a word like that. Not even looking for it. But that's how the Lord deals with me. And so I always know what spirits I'm dealing with. And that's why God imparted it because he knew the waters that I would walk in. He deals with me in dreams. Uh, uh, another African pastor, I shared with her, another African pastor called me out in Maryland, just visiting with another past, another minister on our staff. And she invited me. He called me out in the middle of the service and he just told me at the end of it, he said, you know, God's going to deal with you starting tonight. You're going to start to have dreams and visions. God's going to show you what he's going to do. And your ministry will be noted for healing and write these things down. These were things that the Lord spoke through the years. And I've been at, in, you know, battle after battle after battle after battle. And I always come through. I'm always an overcomer. And that's, you know, the devil doesn't get the message. The Bible says, even the devils tremble and flee at the name of Jesus. They know he's real, but they don't have enough sense to bow to him. But they will when all is said and done. Just read Revelation 20 through 22. They will. Um, so I'm reflecting on all of this and I'm just looking over these last seasons of my life. And I'm like, you know, God, I'm ready for what's next. I know it's coming just like the lady prophesied on the, the prayer line last Thursday after I gave my testimony, how the Lord delivered and brought every, you know, thing to pass because they had known about it. As I said, 
I've testified and talked about different things on the prayer line. And the lady said, honey, you right there at that threshold, that door is open and the blessings are bursting through and God is blessing. And just as much as you went through all of the hell, all of the struggles, your blessings are going to be that much greater. And so the enemy sits back and he's frustrated he's angry he's mad he's the devil he's a liar and he still comes and he tries to make you feel like you know do you do you really have the victory is it is it really over because see I'm about to stir up something over here and let's see how you feel about that I'm about to use this person over here oh he never stops there are some things going on that I can't talk about it but I would say to that individual who knows that they're allowing the enemy to use them, as I've said many times before, you're on the path to self-destruction. Public Public Enemy had that song years ago. I believe it was Public Enemy. Self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. I've said it. Other people have said it. It has been prophesied. And yet the devil has this individual so deceived that they're continuing on this path. And unfortunately, I like I said time and time again, in this day and time, I don't have time to tangle with anybody. I say, God, look, I have it three different places in my home. The the letters that you can just stick in a, a, a adhesive that you can apply is on my wall, on my refrigerator, on my bathroom door. Let go and let God. I say, God, this is in your hands. I don't have time to be fooling with this. I don't even have time to worry about what the devil is doing, what way he's trying to come. The Bible says he's seeking whom he may, he may devour. He's looking for the weakest link. And I'm sorry, I'm glad to say that's not me. He can't do anything with me. And so he's tried. He's been trying to wear me out. He's been trying to wear me down. These last few days, I've been feeling a little lethargic because, as I said, I've been up late um, at night. And then when I go to sleep, I'm still waking up at three and four o'clock in the morning. I still get up out of my bed sometimes six, seven o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I'm out the door at that time. But I started to feel a little weary and then with all this flurry of activity around me, it, it starts to become a little taxing, even though, like I said, it's a good thing. I'm glad that they're finally coming in after these years of toiling with this matter. I'm glad that it's being taken care of. And I certainly am grateful that God has answered my prayers and brought the A team in because they are getting things done. They are really getting things done. And so. I'm grateful for it, but I know how the enemy works and what he wants to do is he wants to get you weary. He wants to get you tired and he wants to start a flurry of activity around you to kind of catch you off guard. And I, it's not going to happen. You already know that. I already know what I'm looking out for. I already know the ways that you move. And that is the benefit of knowing your enemy. That is the in the benefit of studying warfare. That is the, the benefit. So I mentioned I was watching some documentaries last night. I had my son hook up his um, his dad bought him a projector. And it's really cool because you can, you know, put your DVD and sometimes we'll plug up something from YouTube and it just spans across the entire wall. So he said, well, you can use my projector tonight if you want. And I said, okay, cool. And I sat in my, I sat in my chair from my desk and I was sitting there. I sat there for hours 
And I watched about three. One was like a two part. And I'm not going to name any names. These are all public figures. They're celebrities. Some have already left this world. Some are still here. But what I was studying, I was looking at their lives and these documentaries were very detailed. I was looking at a lot of their lives, how many of them started off in church or they started off singing in the choir. They started off knowing the Lord. And then Satan came with these opportunities, you know, people telling them how great they were and, oh, you should sing and you should do this. And and they took the bait and they got out there. And unfortunately, and one person, I want to say her name, but I, I really don't. So I'm not going to. But one person Her story is very tragic and very sad to me, no matter when I hear it or what I've heard, you know, through the years, because she was a great talent. But she started off in the church and the devil just got her out there all the way in left field. And she was telling the story about dreams that she was having And she said, you know, my mom would just say, don't worry about it. That's just the devil coming. And he's trying to, you know, steal your soul. And her mother was in the church and her mother knew the way her mother was very active in the church. But then her mother got caught up in the celebrity and the fame and just sad, just really a sad situation. But her mother got caught up and they supported you know, her decisions out there with the music and and all of that kind of stuff, all of the artistry that came along with it. And she said, laughing, uh, but the funny thing is he never could take my soul. And the sad part about it is in real life, in reality, that's exactly what he did. And so I was just studying that. I was just looking at all of that. And then I was reflecting on my life. I was thinking about all of the opportunities that I've had, all of the people that have come across my path. Even when I was younger, people would come with opportunities. And my father, I used to think that my parents were very overprotective. But once I started to grow up, I understood what they were trying to protect us from. My father would rip up any papers, any numbers I would have. I say, this lady approached me on the bus and she was saying, you know, I should go model and go down to this company down. And he said, give me that clip. You don't know what these people coming after. Forget about all that. So anyway, what you got for homework, blah, blah, blah. Go in there, help your mother, you know, whatever. He he didn't want to hear anything about any of that. And I thank God for them keeping me and keeping me off of those pathways because who knows where I might have been. I'm not even sad about that. And so I'm thinking about all of this and I'm, I'm winding this down to what, what really was burning in me. I'm looking at this person. I'm looking at different people. I'm looking at family members. I'm looking at neighbors. I I was driving around on Sunday and I was looking all around at, you know, different businesses. And I started thinking about how it was when COVID would, you know, first started. I remember sometimes I went out in the morning to go get groceries. Nothing was open. And I, you know, leave my son with Uh, My husband like, no, I'm not taking him in the grocery store. I don't want him to go. Just let him stay home, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'd go out. I'd suit up with the gloves and the mask and I'd go outside and it'd be like a ghost town. Sometimes I'd be like, did the rapture occur? Nobody's out here but me. And I get to the grocery store and there's a line of people all around the store. I mean, these were times that it's like, wow, this is like nothing that we know 
and of course things are different. They're really not still back to the way that they were. Things are a lot different, but this is a different time that we're living in. And I'm saying, God, you know, I often pray this and I say this like, God, open the eyes of your people. God, open up people's eyes to see that this is the last day. This is the last time. This is not time to be playing out here. It's not, it's no time to be playing with the devil. It's no time to be getting off and going into left field. The Bible says narrow is the way straight, the straight gate, the straight and narrow way. Broad is the way to hell and destruction. Listen, Stephanie J don't care what nobody's doing out there. Listen, I love you. I love you with the love of the Lord. Anyway, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to keep it moving. I'm past the time of trying to pull people. I'm not running after anybody. If the Lord gives me something to say, I say what I have to say and I keep it moving. It doesn't even matter to me if people receive it or not. I said this is like over 200 podcasts that I have done in over two, maybe closer to three years since, you know, right around the time of COVID. I don't know. And I don't know who's being affected by but, you know, anything that I say, I hope that is not in vain. I don't believe it's in vain, but I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. My conviction is my conviction. The Bible says, make your calling and election sure. The Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. It didn't say man. So everything that I do, and I keep trying to warn a certain person in my life, everything you do is before God. He sees it all. And one day we're all going to stand before him and we're all going to give an account of what we've done with this life. So that's what I'm keeping and being mindful of each and every day. I don't have time to be playing around. I, I had a, an encounter with a neighbor of mine. I came on the property, um, Late yesterday afternoon, like I said, and just so happened, my neighbor was passing me, but not, you know, where we live, but she was uh, passing me by and she yelled out to me. I didn't even see her. She said, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm good. How are you? So like those sunglasses need to talk to you about something. So I turned around. She said, just when you get time, because she was she was kind of stepping like she had somewhere to be. I said, OK. She said, just knock on my door, whatever. Just want to. Then, then she said, nothing bad. It's something I just want to say to you. And I said, OK, cool. So I thought about it a little bit through the night, you know, and I'm like, OK, what's that all about, Lord? But anyway, I wasn't worried about it. I left out of here um, this morning and I was like, you know, before I go. Let me stop at my bank. Now, where I was heading, I have another, my bank is up, right up the street. And sometimes I just say, well, I don't want to stop here, pull off out of traffic. I'll just go, you know, when I go up that way. But for some reason, I just said, no, let me just go ahead and, and stop now. Just as I was turning into my bank, turning to make a, you kind of have to make a right, go in, you know, you can go around to the drive through the ATM, the entrance or whatever. Just as I was turning, I look up and that same neighbor is walking right up on the property at that very moment. So I just smiled and she looked and saw me. She started smiling 
And she came over to the car and I said, so what's up? I said, you wanted to talk to me about something. And she bent over and she just knelt down and she said, listen, I've been watching your house lately. And I, I just want to let you know that uh, a certain individual comes around and, and I started laughing. I said, yes, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm not going to put it all out there, but I say that to say the God that I serve the Bible says that he is the God of Israel and he's also the God of Stephanie. And if you belong to him, he's the God of you. But the Bible says that he never sleeps nor slumbers. He's always watching. He always sees. He even sees the enemy lurking. I don't have to be up. I tell people that I don't, I don't waste sleep. I don't, if I'm up, it's the reason. Sometimes it's just because I couldn't resist and had to have that sweet tea. It, you know, I don't stay up pacing my floor. I don't stay up worrying. I don't stay up wondering. I don't stay up trying to think what is the enemy up to now? Because within time, I'm going to know. So, you know, she said, and I just want to let you know that because I've been seeing lately. And I said, yeah, you're not the only person that told me that, but I'm, I'm well aware of it. And I said, thank you. Thank you so much for looking out. She said, yep, just wanted to let you know. So see, God will put people around you. You don't even know. You, you don't even always know that they know, but they know. And that was God's message to me, letting me know, just putting it, sealing it in concrete. Like, hey, I got you. I got this. It doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to do. Come on, let's give him credit. He does his job. Satan stays on his job better than we ever do. Boy, if we can just get uh, unified like Satan and his kingdom, because Satan and those demons, they work well together. They are unified. They're unified. We're the only ones divided. And he knows that if he can divide, he can conquer and so I'm grateful tonight for everything that God has done in my life. The good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. It's all working for my good. And I'm serving the devil. Notice that's exactly what I'm going to title this little episode. I'm serving him. Notice tonight. Your time is just about up. Read Revelation 20 through 22, and you'll definitely know that what I'm saying is biblical. But even in my life, I've told the devil, I'm not allowing you to come in and kill, steal, and destroy any longer. Your time is up. I'm on the offense now. I'm fighting, as the Bible says, the good fight of faith. You cannot take me down. You cannot take me out. You cannot take anything else from me. Nothing's going to happen until God says it's time. Is anybody else out there listening that can say that right now? I don't know about you, but I don't have time to play around. I don't have time to play with people. He uses whoever he can. When I see certain things, oh, God bless you. I'm going to keep it on moving. I'm not running after anybody. I'm not seeking anything out here. I'm not going to be like this individual that's headed to self-destruction, even though you already know what's going on. You know what's on that road. And I'm like, are you that foolish? Like Paul said, oh, you foolish God, are you that foolish to start turning around and falling away at the very end of this all? It's too late. The hour is too late. 
And I don't know about you, but I'm striving to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter you into my rest. I'm like the old folks and my grandmother and so many of those sweet elderly saints used to say, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. Now, I don't know about you. I've been walking this path too long. I've been through hell and high water. I'm going on to see what the end is going to be. But when this is all said and done, I'm not going to lift up my eyes in hell. I don't know about you. And I can't make that choice. I can't make that decision for anybody else. Each one of us has a decision to make. It is up to you to, to, to hear, to decide if you're going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Or are you going to hear, depart from me, ye who worked iniquity. I never knew you. So I don't know about you, but I'm serving the devil notice tonight. Your time is up.